Oh, hey there. Simon. Are you ready for episode five of Peace in a Podcast you starring know it. us? Twins on the internet. I, yes, I am so ready. I'm so ready. Twins on the internet. I just, Twinternet. Twinternet, indeed. I just I just noted down, Simon. I just noted down, remember stamps anecdote. That's, <laughs> that's how ready I am for this. <laughs> it's it's going to be a big one this week. Guys. So for our, for our new listeners, people who um who haven't heard our previous four episodes, and let's be honest, those are the only listeners we've got at the moment, um, <laughs> they might wonder what this is all about, what's happening. Why are two twins on the internet just chatting about stuff? And the answer is, it could be anything, Zion. It could be anything your dreams take you to. Is That that doesn't really seem to... to the answer to why we're doing it is, it could be anything. <laughs> I mean, I don't know why we're doing it, but the re- <laughs> but the, the content. Why did you start with that question? <laughs> well, it's the question I've been asking myself, if I'm honest. Okay, um, it's just a bit of fun, isn't it? A bit of harmless fun. Bit of harmless fun, and, and uh, not hurting anyone. No, not unless we started shouting. Um, perforated eardrums are a real problem. Anyone. Real problem. Uh, we have all sorts of segments. We might have have some new segments this time, ones that we haven't done before. We, we might have fewer. We segments, might be we might be minutes. cutting the uh, the. The worst segments of previous episodes. Um, if you liked the segment on Famous Twins, well, I'm sorry, it's gone. It's cut. It's out of here. Did we run out of twins? Maybe. <laughs> That's not going to stop us with Famous Simons and Famous Collins. Well, let's kick off then, shall we, with the uh, Famous Simons and Famous Collins. So uh, this is a returning segment of, of uh, Simons versus Collins. Uh, I believe we're two all, are we? Yeah, sure. Why not? Who knows? Um, uh, where we each bring a famous column, Famous Simon, and uh, and battle them to the death. <laughs> oh, okay. Yes. Well, I've picked Simon Mayo. Okay, noted uh, noted Radio Radio 1 DJ, I think, film reviewer. Used to do that TV show on um, Confessions. He did. I think it was called Confessions. That was a great show. I did not like it. <laughs> no. <laughs> did not no. care for him or it. But I'm running out of famous Simons. No, it was terrible. Um... <laughs> I did read the book. That was quite fun. Remind me of the concept of confessions. I think it was just people making confessions. <laughs> but I mean, it was not like... in a sort of like Catholic church way. More like no. a, someone in on this stage. I don't know. Sometimes doesn't do the ironing properly. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not that. I mean, it was, it was usually something. Yeah, but not far. Hey, hey, Mike. Do you remember that? Six years ago, you you thought you'd lost some jam. <laughs> I took your jam. <laughs> And because there were only four channels, or possibly five in those days, people yeah. watch anything that was on. <laughs> so people watched it. I do, well, do you remember a scene where he put boot black inside some, a hat and put it on someone's head and left a mark on there? And for some reason, this very much upset me. Okay. For well, years. Like a confession. <laughs> were they confessing to have done that? or were they? I think maybe he'd done it to somebody else and so someone made it to him. I don't know. I just remember I, thinking, I, that poor man has now got boot black on his forehead. <laughs> What a well, so, so Simon May has got off to a bad start. Because I don't um, particularly like him, if I'm quite honest. But, but, there, but there he is. Who's your Colin? Colin Dexter. The late, great Colin Dexter, Aww. creator of uh, Inspector Morse. Is he dead um, now? Uh, I believe so. Oh. I've, I've, yeah, let's say he is. Um, <laughs> and uh, uh, a crossword aficionado. A big fan of the crosswords, as was his character Morse, in fact. I met um, him. I didn't meet him. I was in the same room as him once. Oh, yeah. I forget why it was. It was in the Far from the Madding Crowd pub, which has since closed down. It is. It is now uh, a Caribbean restaurant with very nice dessert. But it doesn't do the rundown on the menu anymore. It was a really nice vegetarian stew thing, and they've got rid of it. And I tweeted them, and they said they had no plans to bring it back. 
Anyway, that's not okay. going to play in Colindex's favour, may I say. <laughs> I'm not sure Colindex can be blamed for the change of menu in a puppy zoo once. <laughs> well, it's actually the restaurant that was in the place. It's in the venue okay. where the puppy was once in. Right. But I mean, yeah. he can, he can't, who can say. <laughs> but um, yeah, he was also there and someone's like, that's Colindex. Yeah. There you go. Was, I think it was a talk about detective fiction, maybe. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, pick up a trick or two. His first name, Colin. apparently, is Norman. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, I mean, so Colin, he, just, to, just to stop for a second. Yeah. He wanted to change his first name, had the yes. whole panoply of human names to choose from. I mean, Colin. And Colin's he, his middle, middle and he name. Chose Colin. <laughs> I, don't want, Colin I is, don't want to be rude, but it's not a winning name. No, it's a terrible name, but Colin's his middle name, and it's better than Norman. Well, it is better say. than Norman. It is better than Norman. Sorry to all our Normans who are listening. Hmm. Um, yes, the. Uh, oh, I was going to try and work in a joke on Norman Invasion, but I, I, I'm not going to. It's not going to happen. Do you know why so, he was he was surrounded by sea? <laughs> Uh, why is that? Because Norman is an island. It's oh, very good. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, very good indeed. Um, so, what, so we've got Colin Dexter, a man that universally loved that you once saw in a in a restaurant that doesn't so, serve some vegetarian Again, market. No I saw him in about. the pub. Now in that place there is a restaurant. <laughs> right. Okay. <laughs> the Simon Mayo that down. you don't like <laughs> and who traumatised you. Will... <laughs> Look, I haven't brought my A game this week. That much I'm willing to acknowledge. If you can hear a cat rubbing alongside the microphone, that is because a cat is rubbing alongside the microphone. Okay, I thought you just very good at impressions. (laughs) (laughs) As we have learned previously, and we'll probably learn again today, I am not very good at impressions. (laughs) No, that's fair. Um, Well, it's not sure either is great. Um, Well, there you go. A glorious victory for Colin Dexter. Um, Possibly his greatest victory, uh, beating Simon Mayo. Sorry, Sai. We didn't really put up a big fight for you, but just be better than I, than I could. Have you ever read any uh, Inspector Morse? No. No, I haven't done I've never... Oh, I'm, we did used to watch it, didn't we, with Mum occasionally. I've never seen Lewis or Endeavour, although I have often seen Lewis being filmed. Oh, it's because it's all around Oxford, isn't it? It is, and often I'd be like, Kevin, I'm trying to get to work. <laughs> get out my way. Oh, they're not still making Lewis, are they? No, they're making Endeavour, though, which is Endeavour. also filmed in Oxford. Kevin Whaley, I believe, not involved, but they're still... And they're less in my way now that I don't walk in from East Oxford, because they forever seem to be standing on Magdalen Bridge, or just loitering around the Magdalen. It's like, I need yeah, to so. go and do some work, Kev. Again, not Kev, but... Um, the uh, <laughs> No one knows who's in Endeavour, do they? Ooh, I want to say it was the guy who was once engaged to some actress. Um, okay, Rupert Friend. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, yeah, Rupert Friend. Cool. I think he, I think the the guy who plays his corresponding sergeant is more famous, or, or maybe that's maybe I'm thinking of. Um, you think of Mr. Fox from from Kevin? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Idiot. But he's in in crossword circles, which I move in. So as you know, I'm a creative. Crossword. Big... Squares. Yes, very good. Very good. Um, <laughs> that's what they that's what they call us. Um, I forgot the word square for a while, which is why there was such a long pause. In there. All right, I thought it was just pausing for humour. Just no, hilarious comic effect. Yeah. And yes, I do call you a crossword square, lol, etc. Yeah, very good. Uh, but he, Colin Dexter is, is, is big in those cycles, so uh, we raise a glass to him. I'm raising what I'm currently raising, and this is the first part of my, like, let's move away from Severance just for more informal chat. You can't see, but I'm swaying my shoulders. Um, All right. Whilst wearing okay. a cardigan over the shoulders, but not with the sleeves on, because I like, I like the vibe. I like, I like the vibe. Okay, what I'm raising doing. currently is 
this fake tea that I'm drinking. Oh, right. So, some people who listen may be aware that I'm intending, reluctantly, <laughs> to give up tea for Lent. Very proud of you. Yes, I'm horrified at the prospect. <laughs> I, I have asked my boss if I can take the month off sick. She said yes. Yeah. I'll see if she means it. Um, how, how many days do you think before she twigs that it is tea-related sickness? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was very clear that's what it would be. But she's probably thinking, oh, Simon was joking. And then like, you'd be off sick for a couple of days. And he's like, wait a minute. <laughs> is he really doing that, that Lent thing? Um and in an effort to not go completely cold turkey, I'm currently only having two cups of tea a day, because at the time of recording, it is not yet Lent. So I am drinking what is labelled vanilla chai tea. Okay. Now, you might be thinking chai is just tea, and therefore should have tea leaves in. I think they've just made up this, because there's no tea in this. And indeed, as far as I can tell, no vanilla either. It just tastes of cinnamon. Okay. Oh, well. Which, you know, I don't mind cinnamon. I've been drinking licorice tea, I've been or infusion. I've been drinking turmeric Ooh. Yeah. So what? So what's the um, what's the crossover then when when tea becomes tea? Because obviously the word tea doesn't seem to be the deciding factor. Well, I think I need tea leaves in there. Oh, well. Is that right? Yeah. I'm allowed to that drink this sense, mug. I, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think if it's not brown, it's definitely not tea. Well, um, this is sort of a yellow or orange, okay. I guess. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, they're always very sweet, though. I don't know if they're naturally sweet or if they've added sugar, but it's going to ruin my teeth. Some orange in there, maybe? Natural fruit sugars? Maybe. I, don't, I mean, I don't like fruit infusions, so I'm not going to have those in general. Okay. I did try one that just was labelled purple tea recently. Ugh. I don't know what was in that, but it was Ugh. disgusting. I had one sip and then poured it away. It's just Vimto, wasn't it? I don't know. It also claimed to have blackberry, but blackberry was not apparently what contributed to the purple. So who knows? Oh. Seems unlikely, but um, sure. So basically, I am going to have ruined my life. <laughs> but, <laughs> but much like scripture tells us, we should oh, yeah. moan about what we're fasting and make sure everyone knows about it. Um, <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm just watching how he's trying to jump onto the window so when the curtains close and he's failing, silly cat. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I I'm not I'm not really planning to give up anything for Lent myself. Well, what I did two years ago was write a poem every day in Lent. Oh, yeah. And I was going to do that again this year until I decided to do this tea thing, because I definitely can't achieve anything creative whilst not drinking tea. You could write, uh, you could write just poems all about your tea with yours, can't oh, you? It'd just be like I've rage never, poetry. I, yeah, I've never read any Allen Ginsberg, but that's the kind of thing that I imagine Allen Ginsberg would do. Maybe. He's probably more just like coming down from heroin or something. <laughs> I think the effect's going to be quite similar. Yeah, you're probably right. Well, maybe this cinnamon nonsense is the methadone of tea. <laughs> maybe I'll give up um, cold turkey. <laughs> <laughs> Would you do that straight away? Or um, well, what are you, are you going to? You're not going to give up anything. You could write a poem each day. This year. I could write a poem each day. Um, I uh, I gave up crosswords one year. That was tough. Was it? Um, was it tough? <laughs> it was tough. It was tough. <laughs> um, I tried to go sarcasm one year, but that failed very quickly. Um, puns one year. Oh, puns one year that failed as well. Yeah. yeah. When I realised that Lent ended on Easter Pond Day, I uh, couldn't wait to tell people. Uh-huh. <laughs> I do remember you saying that and saying you were replacing the S. I got oh, very yes. confused about Eat to Sunday. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> yes. I'm clever. Yeah. I was um I was in an improv show on Tuesday. Clang. What? 
And it's like it's like he just dropped a thing. Never mind. I stole that from another podcast. Marley, who listens to this podcast, will isn't enjoy usually, that reference. Isn't it usually name dropping when you do that? It is, but you can use it more widely for just bragging about anything. Okay. <laughs> can you though? Yes, you can. <laughs> Feels like you can't. Um, but uh, so that was I was I say it was a show. Uh, I'm doing I did an improv course on um, uh, scene work. So it was all two people scenes. So it wasn't really a oh, show. Yeah, no, Come no, look no. what we've learned. We're all very amateur, and you don't have to pay anything. And mum and dad um, came, didn't they? Mum and dad came down to it. Yeah, oh, which nice. was very nice of them. Um, yeah, we had a great, great fun night. Uh, I mentioned it because um, I couldn't help myself from bringing up a pun in that one where uh, me and a guy called Jonathan were, in a, were pretending to be in an orchestra and um, uh, I had a little, I, said, I don't know what this instrument is, it's a miniature flute and he, he says it's, it's a piccolo and I said I picked the lowest one I could, which didn't really even work in context, but it's, it's like... <laughs> It was like a slow motion car crash. It was like, <laughs> did it get in, a laugh? In my, in my, it did. Um, yeah. But in my head, I was like, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. Like, <laughs> I, I had to say it. I mean, uh, it, I mean, it didn't exactly bring the house down, but it, it, it got, I say it got a laugh. It got more of a groan than a laugh, if I'm honest. But... <laughs> so let's just retread those those boards. What did you mean? <laughs> like, give me any of the levels on which this worked. I know it sounds a bit like Piccolo. That's one yes. level. Um, well, sh- shortly before that, I had mimed kind of picking up an instrument from the side of me. So it kind of worked okay, in, that, in, okay. in that context. Um, and I, I didn't know what instrument it was. And, and all this. Okay, it I didn't a... hate this. It didn't. I mean, the, the beauty of improv and 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 and, and the, the the drawback of improv is that you kind of just say anything, don't you? Um, what a shame! I missed your show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was great fun. I had a great time. Great great group. Lovely people. So I recommend uh, to all our listeners getting involved in improv if you are in Bristol, like me. The Bristol Improv Theatre um, celebrates its second birthday. Um, well, probably by the time I've bothered to edit this, it will be in the past. Um, but <laughs> it's this coming Sunday uh, as we mark it. You really become um, an evangelist for improv, or an improvangelist, if you will. I won't. No, <laughs> it's uh, yes, it's really great. Um, you meet some lovely people, a uh, lovely atmosphere, very supportive. Uh, you don't have to be funny, so so you could go. <laughs> um, no, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of emphasis on um, a lot of emphasis on just uh, having fun and um, generating ideas, and not so much emphasis on on necessarily comedy. Your yeah, sweet little um, drive-by insult just then uh, oh, yeah. reminded oh, yeah. me of my favourite <laughs> moment from Mum and Dad's Leaving Do, yes. which was you know, a very emotional, very, very joyous time, um, when we gave our little testimonies in the, in the talk and someone came up afterwards and said, your brother's was really funny, but I guess you are quite different, aren't you? <laughs> a moment I will treasure. <laughs> thank brilliant. you, David, if you're listening. Uh, well, thank you, David. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> that wasn't improv. That was that was heavily scripted. Um, well, quite. That is the opposite of improv. Well, I'll tell you what. Oh, my yeah. house, my house is incredibly clean right now. Is it? Um, I spent pretty much all of yesterday spring cleaning and was, some this afternoon as well. Was somebody found murdered there? Uh, they won't be found. <laughs> um, cool, great. Not after this clean up job. I no, it's um. You know how sometimes you think. I probably should clean underneath the bed. <laughs> I, I do not know that. No. no. Well, no, it's just, uh, it, it got to say, usually I clean my house when people are visiting, but this sure. one I just thought, yeah, no, it's, it's, due a, it's due a good deep clean. It feels great. I'll tell you what, it feels great. Oh, maybe I should do that, but also I don't want to, so. No, I mean, it's I've a real been. Swing some city. I've, I've been, been building up to it for some weeks slash months, but it's, it, <laughs> you know, for that, that brief period when it's clean, it, it does feel good. My Slovenian colleague alleged that she dusted every week until further into the conversation it transpired that she had confused the English words dust and vacuum, and I felt slightly better. 
Okay. She vacuums every week. Well, apparently. Um, I did hear from a guy, uh, Ian, from work, once claimed that um, he vacuumed every other day. Wow. I was reading a list on The Guardian of how often you should clean stuff. Oh, yeah. And how often, Carl, do you think you should clean your bath towel or wash your bath towel? Uh, Once a month. (laughs) Weekly. (laughs) Weekly. When when it takes a week to dry when I put it in the washing machine. (laughs) My flats break up. Yeah, that's probably not ideal. Uh, I did once hear that Americans uh, wash their towels daily. Ugh, Americans. Just because they've got those fancy... They've always got laundry rooms, haven't they? They've got to use them for something. Every well, American thought... has a laundry room. No, that's true. I mean, that's, that was what JFK said, wasn't it? Um, I think so. Every... Uh, wait a minute, I'm thinking with Herbert Hoover. Maybe. I don't know what you're saying. Uh, a car in every garage... No, two cars in every garage and a chicken in every pot. Who was that? Was that Hoover? I've never heard that before. Uh, every probably. pot... You've just got, so you've got like six pots in your stove and like every one of them has got a chicken in Yeah, if you buy a pot, it comes with a chicken. That's the way it is. If you like, want to make some rice, like, sorry. There's a chicken in that pot. A live chicken. It's chicken where the chicken fried, lives. Chicken it's it's a chicken's American dream, all right? Uh, yeah, um, they weren't a big believer in vegetarianism back then. Or maybe no. they were. Maybe they were just keeping them as, as companions. Yeah, chicken's a vegetarian. Actually, no, they're not. No, they're not. Okay. Do they eat meat? They eat worms. Uh, don't they? Probably. I don't know. Probably, I couldn't, couldn't tell you. Obviously, green out of it. If you have got any thoughts about the feeding habits of chickens, do phone in. You know the Fo- number. Phone in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stealing all sorts of catchphrases from the Like Minded Friends podcast, just for Marley's benefit again. You all know right. the PO box, they say a lot. Okay. <laughs> so, talk, the, speaking of spring. Sounds like, sounds like a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd hate it. Um, speaking of spring, it's very, it was such lovely weather this weekend. Was it? So sunny and warm. I had lunch outside. Oh, yeah. But you know what uh, bring, comes out in spring? Or you know what comes out of the sunshine? Uh, starlings. Sure. But also, <laughs> I mean, maybe. But also, cyclists. Clover. Cyclists uh, are everywhere. Yeah, that is that's bad. And let me tell you, Con, I do not like a cyclist. No, I, I mean, I've got no problem with them as people. Okay. I'll, yeah, I guess. I, I do like some cyclists. Some of my best friends are cyclists. Yeah. Uh, but Bristol, um, the UK's uh, first cycling city, as we mm. proudly proclaim with no evidence. <laughs> it does seem... I don't know if there was a vote on this, or if it's just something that they decided. Uh, we put up some signs. Um, with the money that we saved from not building cycle lanes, we put up those signs. <laughs> okay. and, uh, it's like Ludlow was the country's first slow town. Slow as in S-L-O-E or S-L-O-W? S-L-O-W. I saw an interview this on Midlands Today where they're like, how do you feel about this? And some, you know, the mayor or someone was being like, well, as long as everyone understands slow to mean, you know, bustling and busy and lively, then yes. It's like, well, no, that's not what slow means. It just means everyone here is, like, shortly good to die. Um, I suppose, yeah. Ludlow's really, um, I mean, it's quite slow in that nothing happens there. I know, I love it. Great. I, I know they do. It was Herbert who or allegedly Herbert Hoover. I think it's one of those things. Who, who say named Ludlow the slow town? Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, oh, if we'd thought more carefully, we could have had some sort of uh, cleaning theme throughout the episode. Herbert like Dust, as my friend Yasmina thinks he's called. Hey, <laughs> take Yasmina. that, Yasmina. You're pretty proficient. Well, indeed, almost entirely proficient in a second language. <laughs> Possibly yep. third language. I think she spoke Dutch before English. <laughs> Right. But she's Take made, that, a, yes, made a fool of herself, there, aren't you? Yes. Um, I can say two words in Slovenian: "Havala yeah. na," which mean "thank you no," which was the title of their Eurovision Song Contest, song contest entry last year. Okay, 
I can't say any words in Slovenian apart from Ljubljana. Ljubljana um, is the capital. And the famous lake, spelled B-L-E-D, is pronounced Blid. Something to remember. What? <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, okay, I, you're quite keen for us to go to Slovenia, aren't you? Well, I'm very keen for us to go to Slovenia. And I, w- I was going to try and bully you to do it this year, but after a very expensive MAT, it might be next year. All right. <laughs> Let's go. You know what they always say, Slovenia 2020? That is that is what they say. That's our 2020 vision. Um, yes. We used to have, um, at work, had a thing called Passport 2020, which is all about how it was... Was it Passport? I think it was something like that. About how we're going to change the world by then or something. Actually, no, we had Passport 2012. We, we st- whenever anyone joined the company, they got given this little booklet and a thing called Passport 2012 with the vision of what the company would look like in 2012. And then they sold it in 2010. Oh. So... We didn't have that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, we did have another 2020 thing, but they didn't call it 2020 Vision, so I was very uh, unimpressed with that. Oh, yeah, that's a missed opportunity. Well, in the, in the international development world, we're all thinking about 2030 for the Sustainable Development Goals, let me tell you. Oh, yeah, what's happening by 2030? We're going to have eradicated poverty. Uh, that's oh, just sweet. one of the 17 Sustainable <laughs> Development Goals. <laughs> seems, um, uh, seems ambitious, but good. clean water for all, there'll be no gender inequality. Basically, you can get a lot of time in opinion pieces about writing about how and why we won't achieve certain sustainable development goals by 2030. This reminds me, in, uh, in year seven science, um, we were doing fossil fuels and stuff. And we had, we had a little graph, a little pie chart. Shout of, out Mr. Uh, Thorpe, maybe. I don't know. Uh, Mr. Thold, I think his name. Thold, that's him. Um, it, had a, it was, in fact, Mr. Thold. Uh, we had a pie chart of the different uses of energy, like this much from coal, this much from gas, this much from renewable, whatever else. Solar, I don't know. Um, and then we had to draw a pie chart of what it was going to be like in 30 years' time, and mine was marked wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember what you put? Well, yeah, basically, I thought, there's no way people are going to be moving into renewables as much as they say we should. It's probably still going to be heavily reliant on non-renewables, and that was wrong, apparently, because in 30 years' time, we'd all be using renewables because of the evils of climate change. Mm. Climate change wasn't a phrase then. Your whatever. cynicism was correct. Well, yeah, I mean, 30 years haven't passed yet, but I'm, I reckon I've got better than the better of Mr. Thold on this one. I mean, he's probably dead, so I don't think he's too concerned Mr. about Thold, it. Mr. if you're listening, um, <laughs> and if you've kept that piece of work I did, um, get in touch, we can compare. Let's move on, son. Let's move on to an exciting, uh, an exciting segment, um, our debate segment. Woo! Debate! Yes, um, that's the catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Woo debate. Um... It sounds a bit like Rudebega. Um What's that? What's the what's the debate on this time, Sam? Well, it's sort of linked to your spring cleaning thing, but not really. Well, cushions. M- more so than you'd think, in fact. Yeah. Oh, okay. So cushions. So although we seem to be already dwindling out of things that Colin and I have trivial debates about, which I thought would be this segment we kept going the longest most easily, um, we do have differing opinions on the use of cushions, and indeed whether or not they should be in a house at all. Yeah, this might not be safe for work. Um, so, and if there's anyone anyone under the age of twelve listening, this could uh, this could get heated. Um, <laughs> could it? You, you know, you know how it is when cushions get discussed. Um, <laughs> so, cushions are painful. They stick into your back. <laughs> I mean, none of this is true. Uh, I mean, there's absolutely no need for them because a sofa is made of cushion. It's a. It's got sofa cushions. It's. It, it's like putting a wooden block on top of a wooden chair. Why, why would you put more of the thing you're already sitting on? That's just ridiculous. 
Okay, strong but entirely false stuff. Um, <laughs> I was once asked my friend Alan, who is of your mind, like, what's I knew going to? I knew you were going to bring this up. What is the point? What do cushions do? And as I pointed out, they cushion you. Please in the name, unless you're American and call them pillows. In which case, stop calling them cushions. So on, on that we can agree. <laughs> imagine, please, for a second, that you are sitting on on the sofa. You're lying down on the sofa. I, I, so you're, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm so confused. Am I sitting or am I lying? <laughs> you're lying. Okay. You're lying down. Not fully. You're sit- sitting with your legs oh, stretched out. <laughs> <laughs> Please picture the scene. I don't know Back what I'm straight. I seem to be in three different positions. <laughs> <laughs> legs at a right angle to them. Um, but I that's the definition straight. of sitting. Sit, but, but, <laughs> that's not even slightly lying. So it's more like lying. If my legs are... 90 degree angles to my torso. How am I lying in any way? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's describe this. So, <laughs> your legs are along the length of the sofa. Okay. Your back is straight. Okay. So, your back is against the arm. You're like, oh, okay. this is like a right angle. Ow, oh no. Oh, I wish there was a way that I could ease this angle into the slope of my lower back. Right. And you know what the good Lord invented for that? Um, the, the correct cushion. sitting position? The cushion. Because <laughs> what on earth is this? I mean, for some reason, you're you're sitting sideways on a sofa. <laughs> and you're rigidly posed. Presumably some Victorian person's taking a photograph of you. I mean, in the curious scenario where you sit in a way that no one has ever sat in the history I of sofas. Like just before we did this conversation, because I was reading a book. Okay, um, I think what we're saying is on this rests, if you'll pardon the pun, on whether or not you know how to sit properly. <laughs> and I put it to you that you do not. So um, let's say you're sitting on a sofa, um, not at right angles to it, just facing out in the normal way that people sit. Where, where would your feet be? Where would your feet be in this position, Simon? Probably on my coffee table. Okay. But let's... What I'm driving at is you seem quite often to just put your feet on the sofa right next to you. Oh, I see, yes. Well, not thereby, to... thereby breaking the sofa. I might have one leg under my... And I'm sitting on one leg, one leg yep. on the floor, or I might be like, you know, curled up for the nice book. I mean, this is the, the, the thing that you're you're doing here, Colin, is because you don't have the cushions to, you know, cushion you appropriately. I have cushions. You've, I have four cushions. You're just set into this, I must sit this way, Colin. Be free. Learn new ways to sit. My, our, our mother oh, brings me cushions. <laughs> yeah. Um, our mother brings, us, brings me cushions every time she sees me. <laughs> Um, the reason I that I say it's closer to sprinkling than uh, than you might have thought is that uh, for the first time ever, I'm I've washed my uh, sofa cushion covers. Oh, Lil, this is where we've come to with this podcast. <laughs> That's the sentence that is going to be in a podcast. Gosh, Colin, tell me more. <laughs> well, you know what cycle was... did you put them on? Just a little wow. shout out to the cycle. The, it was back, quite difficult to decide what cycle to put them on because I was like, "There's no cushion cover cycle." No. And I'm like, "Are these close? Are these wool? Are they, are no. they curtains?" <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no. Is it not a cotton setting? Yes, yeah, I used cotton. <laughs> I mean, it's not really the biggest riddle ever, is it? I don't know if the you're generally being like, are these cotton or are these mittens? I just can't tell. But the thing is, I always wash everything on cotton, so it's um, probably a poly blend, TBH, but who knows? Well, that's it. I, I thought I could get them back out of the washing machine and look to see the label, but I can't be able to do that. Um, were they clean? Were they much cleaner? Yeah, they're looking good, actually. And uh, my, 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 more, my main worry is about them kind of getting kind of shrunken or something rather than because uh, previously I've kind of you know just run the vacuum cleaner over them but, uh, sure, sure. <laughs> well I've got mine's a sort of 
We're talking the actual built-in cushion, safe cushions, not the additional cushions, right? Uh, the only cushions anyone needs, yeah. <laughs> so mine is sort of like a flecked pattern, so don't really save the dirt, maybe. Okay. Well, I cover them with a range of throws, but I feel like you're probably not pro throws. <laughs> I've got a nice cream throw in the back, back, and I've got a lovely National Trust throw slash blanket that I asked for for Christmas. <laughs> I feel that someone could remove your sofa and you wouldn't notice. <laughs> um, I I love a soft furnishing because I've got my. Do you want me to talk you through my cushions? Because <laughs> I'll do it. Well, you're right. Okay. <laughs> so I've got five cushions in my living room: four on the sofa, one on the chair. Not counting the other ones I've got in the chairs around the dining table section of the main room. So. I've got my blue cushion, sure. It's filled with my old um, blanket that mum wanted to throw out. I was like, no, that's my childhood blanket. I love it. And she put it in the cushion. I've got a British Library Crime Classics cover cushion. So it's a sort of old train poster of the Lake District. Okay. I've got a green cushion covered with lots of pictures of cats that I bought when I went to buy delphiniums one time. Couldn't find any delphiniums, so I bought this. And I've got... It's like a, when a, a cardo comes to you, so we didn't have any delphiniums. <laughs> exactly. So we brought you a, a cat cushion. <laughs> it's, I love that I mean, cushion. It feels very much the same target market in fact. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And I've got a cushion, also green, that has, um, a sh- I think, a, a street in London on it. And you know what gets me cross cut? It really gets my wick cut on. Is um, it? Gets your wick? Yeah. Is it? Okay. Gets, gets on, on my wick, wick, I think. But yeah, okay. Is if people move my cushions, so the two green ones and the other two ones are not are not in those. They have to be two. Right, the green ones have to be together. The blue and the British Library ones have to go together. Okay, so you're insane. That's, <laughs> it's a I scheme. Have, it's obviously a scheme. I have four cushions, um, three of which Mum has brought um, each time, forgetting that she'd already brought me previous cushions, and one which I don't know where it came from. But I, whilst I was washing my sofa cushion covers today, I also washed the cover to that one. Discovered it's got a kind of orange and brown knitted thing on the inside knitted oh, whoa <laughs> uh, and I've no idea where that cushion came from to be honest <laughs> just yeah. turned up in my house once um, <laughs> do you keep them still keep them in a pile in the dining room yes right yeah. <laughs> I didn't talk about go, go, going back to where we started the sofa is literally made of cushions but it's more comfortable when you've got other cushions get a nicer sofa and you can re- I love my sofa do you back off from my sofa <laughs> and you, what did you do with your head why don't you want to lay your head back? I've got a nice edge of the sofa, which is also made of cushion. I mean, why do you have a your neck that far? You're basically looking at the ceiling. You need a nice cushion to lay your head against. Strongly disagree. Sometimes also really useful to put on your lap to put a laptop on to stop your lap going too hot. Yeah, no, that is that is useful. That is true. Okay. Cats can sit on them. Sometimes my cat sits on my cat cushion. Your cat will sit on anything. <laughs> he does love to sit. In fact, the cat doesn't often sit on the cat what on the cat's cushion. Not that often, they. No. <laughs> so, have we concluded cushions are great? Is that what uh, I think? I think we haven't. I think we've established that cushions <laughs> are unnecessary, um, and that you slash mum are in a borderline obsessed with them. <laughs> I love a cushion. I mean, you haven't got to mum. Hi, mum. Uh, mum's levels yet of like fifteen cushions on the sofa. Just because well, I've got my scheme. Because <laughs> mum offered me some more cushions. It's like mum. I've planned out my cushions. Yeah. Your cushion scheme, again, marks you out as a, as a lunatic. I don't, <laughs> I don't use the word lightly. Um, I think everyone's got one. A cushion scheme. Yes. <laughs> you can't You can't think that. <laughs> okay, I don't think... I don't think everyone's got one 
per se, because you don't. No. But I think most people who have a range of different coloured or patterned cushions, if they don't have all the same cushion, there will be a, a placement of those cushions on the sofa that they like best, and they will put it back to that once people have left. I couldn't possibly say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear from people. I mean, no one's ever got in touch about this. In fact, we've never given them any means to get in touch. <laughs> I mean, everyone listens to this knows that's right. Uh, I don't know, Simon. It could be breaking, uh, could be breaking the wider world, could be breaking America. Uh, you know what some people do? Uh, mm-hmm, is they mm-hmm, put cushions mm-hmm. on the bed. I do that, yes. Well, I do I do that? Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> so that's insane. So I don't tend to do it every day, but if I'm sitting on bed reading, then I'll use some cushions to prop my back up against the headboard. I think someone's just going to put it as like you make the bed and then put a cushion on it to make it look nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm pro that. I'm just crazy. too lazy. When I, when, when I stay in hotels, which I do for work, I... Clang. <laughs> See, it works. Again, it doesn't <laughs> work. <laughs> the fact that I have to travel for work is not a boast. <laughs> Clang. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, first thing I do is, like, throw half the stuff off the bed. Like, I mean, you do that when you come to either my house or mum and dad's house as well. <laughs> not the bed, but you throw all the cushions on the floor. <laughs> I, I I generally don't throw them on the floor. I generally just throw them to the side of the sofa, which I do whenever I'm anywhere with cushions. I hope you don't do that when you're going to Phil's house for the first time. <laughs> well, I, I, I tend to... I might Obviously, I don't lean back on it because that's so painful, but I, I kind of... Can we, I move we it, take a quick stop? A quick I move it, pit stop? I move it to the side of me or, or something like that. I'll put it right just next to the sofa. Yeah. How are you pained by cushions? It's lumpy. It's, I mean, they're not lumpy. They're made. They're like filled with feathers or like padding. They're, de- they're the softest thing. Feathers. So, yeah, some people have feather cushions. <laughs> yeah, some Victorians have. <laughs> not had a feather cushion in twelve years. Twelve years. Twelve, twelve years into Victorians. The Victorian period up until two thousand seven. That's a established fact. I believe you. It is if you're in certain parts of Australia. Oh, that's Victorian. Oh, okay. 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 Anyway. Uh, yeah, it's it's it just it, the, so sh- the contour al- of the sofa is designed for a back. You don't want some other thing lumping in the middle of it. Do you also find like peas under several blood mattresses keep you awake at night? Well, I tend not to sleep on several mattresses. <laughs> <laughs> Do you? You're not someone who strikes me as unusually sensitive to these sorts of things. No, it's only when there's a big lumpy thing stuck in my back. So you think everyone else who's sitting on cushions is just being like, well, this is deeply painful, but for the sake of appearances. The only arguments are in favour of cushions, the only argument, and you haven't made it, um, (laughs) is if you're particularly short and your legs don't reach the ground or your feet don't reach the ground. Or you're just putting your feet on cushions. No, you're putting the cushion behind your back so that you can oh, sleep touching the ground. <laughs> <laughs> or you can stand on cushions, I suppose. Uh, that is the only argument for it. But since you and I, Simon, are both nearly six foot. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I think we're shrinking. Yes. Yeah. That's just, just the fact that we're both losing our hair. Um, <laughs> um, no, no reason. I Get love cushions. Here. Don't make me choose between you and cushions. You won't like where it goes. I like to think that you prefer, <laughs> you prefer me to cushions. <laughs> I certainly see my cushions more often than I see you. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I probably would do you with cushions. <laughs> I mean, I see dog dirt more often than I see you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. How often do you see it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like I go seeking it out. <laughs> <laughs> well, so cushions great. I don't think we're going to agree on this one. No, so um, well, let's toss a coin. You're going heads or tails. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not not playing that game. <laughs> that was the sound of me flipping a coin. Okay, what is it? Uh, 
It's tails. Oh, I went tails. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Oh, well, oh, you wouldn't lie to me, son. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hadn't really thought about it. To be honest. No, I'll let you into the secret. There wasn't a coin. What? Um, you would lie to me then. Yeah, no, it's full of lies. <laughs> full of lies. Full of lies. So, can't you have a celebrity impression for me? Well, I'm not sure I do. Um, okay. Um, let's, so, um, I've run out. I've run out of my. Oh no, I haven't. <clears throat> so, just stop for a second. Are these? Previous ones are ones that you consider yourself an expert in. The, the previous ones, I think, are the ones I, I'm good at, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. I mean, to sum up, to, to remind us, you've got none of them yet. <laughs> I've got none of them. Well, I sort of got the last one. I just couldn't remember his name. I did know who you were trying to do. Hmm. Uh, no, oh, actually, I've got a couple of really, really bad ones. Um, <laughs> so could you please talk, in whichever one you're choosing, about spring cleaning? When I am spring cleaning my house. Oh, my I- gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I like to do it. No. Is this Stephen Hawking? No. Okay. <laughs> it's really bad. I've run out of the good I thought it was quite intense. I like to do it with a feather duster. It feels really good to do it that way. Now, this is a terrible impression. What is this? Because I thought it was the one I was intending to do, but I don't want to guess that in case it is. I used to be, this, is, this isn't Jimmy Stewart, but I used to be doing a reasonable Jimmy Stewart impression, but I, I seem to have lost it. Okay, well, I'll do mine. We'll come back okay. to that. What I want is for everybody here to do some spring cleaning. Something that everyone should be proud to do. Barack Obama? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Thank you. So we're in the pausing. Just yeah, wasn't that, that, in any the other pa- part of it. Pausing was how I got it. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought maybe yours was supposed to be Barack Obama. Uh, no, it was a US president. <laughs> I don't think I know how any of the other ones sound except for Trump, and that surely wasn't Trump. No. JFK. It, it was JFK. I mean, it didn't sound, it didn't sound anything like JFK. I've but, um, never heard JFK speak. Um, he's quite monotone. That's what I was going for. Okay, um, well, it said, I mean, I thought it was Stephen Hawking, and he is quite monotone. He was quite monotone. Yeah, I think I've had, um, he, I, I think JFK sounds slightly robotic, so... Huge success in our American... Maybe we should do impressions of all the American presidents. Oh. <laughs> okay. I guess. That could be all changing soon. Well, next year. It's crazy um, how quickly that all starts. Yeah, I say next year. It's 18 months or something more. It's more than that. 20 months. I wonder how good my Chester B. Arthur impression is going to be. Um, yes. Are we, are we talking politics? Golly. I mean, we're not going to nail... Well, I mean, obviously we're both... Well, I'm assuming both... D- d- democratic in American terms? I don't know. Uh, I don't really like either party. I certainly, I guess. Well, they, vote Jill Stein, why don't you? I will vote Jill Stein. I, mean, <laughs> I can't. I can't vote in the American elections. But um, I don't like Donald Trump. But then I, I also don't like Bernie Sanders, who's, who's just announced he's running. So, mm, but uh, I think he's one of so far nine people who've said they're going to run. Uh, are any of them below, below the age of seventy? <laughs> um. Uh, yes, I mean, yes, but but in terms of like reasonably young, um, what's her name? Kamala? What's her? She's quite, she's relatively young. Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Warren's just shy of 70, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Beto, what's his name? Oh, Peter O'Rourke, is he? Uh, I think he's very, I think he's turning his head from the ring. Maybe not. Yeah, he seems quite young. Bunch of people I haven't heard of. Um, Oh well, because I remember when, when um, Barack Obama was was lauded as kind of the voice of youth, and he was fifty. I was like, well, that's not it's <laughs> not really young. Is it? Um, then again, well, Tony Blair was super young in the UK, but 
Yeah, well, I mean, he must have been early 40s, was he? He was. I think he was younger than Mum and Dad were at the time. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Pitt the Younger, he was young. Maybe. I didn't actually know how young he was. <laughs> younger than an older Pitt. Younger than Pitt the Older. <laughs> um, yes. Yes, like we, we have a history of young, like we have kings like 12 or something. So, uh, tough gig. More, more of it. <laughs> we might still. I mean, the only way we're going to get more it. of it is if several of the members of the royal family die. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think they will die at some point. But, I mean, you want them to die soon enough so that George gets in there as a youngster. Is that what you're saying? No, maybe not. No. No. <laughs> no. Because you, you have to be 25 to be an MP these days. Is that right? 21. Uh, oh, 21. Unless you're in Scotland, in which case 18. Like a... Uh, Mary, Mary what's her face? Yeah. Mm. We all love her. She's got a bit quiet recently, hasn't she? Yeah, I wouldn't say I loved her. <laughs> <laughs> we all love her. Yeah, this is why we avoid politics. Here's on us having a new segment. Oh no! <laughs> I mean, yes. I've made some notes. Um, oh, here we go. Uh, you're, you're a big fan of desert island discs. I am a big fan of desert island discs. Well, I didn't think about this for long, but so here's a segment called Desert Island People. Okay. Okay. Um, so it's a bit like uh, desert island discs, except it's not really anything like it at all. Uh, you're stranded on a desert island, and okay. um, and you want to escape okay. this desert island. You want to get back to to Britain, uh, and you can have let's say two people to help you, um, but they have to be fictional. Oh. Um, and they have to be animals. Let's go with that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, so fictional animals. <laughs> fictional animals. Uh, how can you escape this island? Um, okay. I, as you might be able to tell, not really thought this through myself, so I, I'm going to play as well, but um, just, just to demonstrate that I've not prepared great answers. <laughs> <laughs> well, first off, I'm going to have Badger from Wind in the Willows. Oh, yeah, okay. Because he's really wise... And just really comforting. I feel like you know the right soothing things to say as we inevitably starve to death. <laughs> but but if we didn't, he, he, he didn't doesn't strike me as a very soothing person, Badger. He was I mean, quite, he's, bl- quite blunt, if I remember right. Well, quite blunt. I'm soothing is the wrong word, probably. But you know, make makes yeah. makes you stop panicking and just yeah, no, like can't, sets can't you down. Be like, just yeah. pull yourself together, Simon. He'd say, "I'd be like, yes, Mister Badger, <laughs> I will." <laughs> and whilst we whilst we're having that conversation, the we're going to simultaneously have the other animal aforementioned, okay. and that will be Albert the Dragon. Okay, okay. So Albert the Dragon, not super well known, I think. I know, I know of him. Yeah. You know of him, yes. Um, others may not. So star of the Albert the Dragon books by Rosemary Weir, that we, I think we only had further adventures of Albert the Dragon. I think so, yeah. yeah. He, um, he, the locals are a bit scared of him, but he's just a gentle dragon. He's vegetarian, secretly Probably the reason I'm vegetarian. <laughs> um, oh, okay. I, I think just like un- so unconsciously, he's in there. Yeah, he eats okay. seaweed. He's very uh, helpful. And indeed, in Albert's world tour, he flew around the world. I have recently bought all the Albert the Dragon books and have been oh, reading really? them. Oh, yeah. brilliant. <laughs> well, I would love to borrow those. Yeah, um, so, yes, he knows what he's doing with escaping from places. Okay. Um, um, my, how about I'm, you? I'm going to go for Winnie the Pooh, um, okay. who has has history of of travelling on water um, with his upside down umbrella. That's um, true. The brain of Pooh, and I bet he can come up with such wise things in 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 such situations. I feel <laughs> even if he didn't have an umbrella with him at the time, which may be the case, uh, <laughs> I think would uh, would be able to help us out there. He'd, he'd fashion something. He probably wouldn't fashion something. No, he, he seems. Lovably stupid, He's but very, maybe... very little brain. But I think he might stumble across a boat. <laughs> um, that's true. He's quite good at stumbling across stuff. Mm. He did refuse to go into his umbrella and try to eat all his jars of honey. So he might have to wait until he's <laughs> eaten all the honey he brought with him. <laughs> yes, nice. 
Well, as long as it was happy to share the honey, which I think Winnie the Pooh would very happily share some honey. Mm, fair. Um, uh, and, um, well, Willie from Free Willy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's based on a real whale, isn't it? It's based on Kiko the whale, but um, but the, the, the character fictional... the character okay. Willie is a is a fictional okay. animal and can swim, which <laughs> <laughs> it only has just struck me would be useful. What, um, what, was, was that not why you chased him? I mean, it only struck me briefly before I said it. Um, I had oh, okay. Yes, it was why it was why I chose it. And, <laughs> I mean, if not you're only taking came... him for his like pep talks, then I think you're <laughs> really missing out. Free Willie's such in a great... squeak. Help anyone? I mean, he he. Very happy to let people ride on him as long as he trusts them, as long as they've built up a friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel that we, I might not have the same connection that Jesse had with him. Who could uh, have? Well, exactly, because I think Jesse and Willie understood each other because uh, <laughs> of the way that they'd they'd both kind of been abandoned and uh, felt lonely, felt misunderstood. I'm not sure. I mean, I'd be in the, but then I, I'm on a desert. Been abandoned on this island by somebody. Yeah, <laughs> so. I feel. I mean, I didn't feel that lonely because I got Winnie the Pooh, but. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I reckon he would, uh, unless he's busy off escaping somewhere, um, which is very possible. <laughs> he was big he on loves to escape. escaping stuff, yeah. But if we, if we're like we're trying to escape, and then there's like an obstacle, yeah, a small wall, <laughs> a small wall, he can jump right over. <laughs> and I feel like you and Winnie the Pooh would instantly be dislodged, probably falling to your death. <laughs> yeah, maybe we could just like sit on the wall for a bit whilst he jumps over, and then get back on again the other side of the wall. <laughs> yeah, fair. Okay, I think you'd probably do a better job of escaping. Well, I think actually have the dragon's pretty great. Yeah, he'll be he'll be alright for you. I mean, are you. Are you taking Badger too, or are you just gonna? Yeah, I'll take Badger. He's not like he, he says, "Calm down, Simon." Then you're like, "See you later." <laughs> he does like his solitude, though. He might, he might not mind. I'll give him the choice. Well, well that's better than I thought it would be. That's our new segment, Desert Island People. Um... <laughs> now, Colin, do you remember? Oh yeah, do you remember our starring role in a middle school musical? Uh, well, as a as a as a performer of uh, of stage on many occasions, um, I I struggle sometimes to recall individual performances. <laughs> yes, no, I do remember. That. Uh, I mean, the only Nick. other one was Hosanna Rock that you were ill for the entirety of. Yes, as opposed to this one, which you were ill for part of. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Lady Talk Wolf. Of that. Lady Wolf. Lady so, Wolf. Um, um, for some reason, why was it called Lady Wolf? <laughs> Uh, well, in a post-apocalyptic world, there are two tribes. I, f- I guess one of them must have been wolves. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the other one was ladies? <laughs> maybe. It was a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, but with, I think. What's it? I don't remember anything about the plot. Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure there were... Pre- now I think... I haven't thought about it much, but I'm pretty sure it was Romeo and Juliet, because I think there were two tribes, and there was kind of star-crossed lovers, and okay. um, possibly even a Mercutio, or, or a Tybalt-type character. Maybe. Uh, um, we both turned up for this. Uh, I'm not sure why. Um, well, probably trying to ingratiate you... ourselves with the, the PE teacher, is that? And possibly. I wanted to be a backstage hand to do like lights or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But everyone auditioning had to do the dance audition. <laughs> yes, I do remember having to do the dance audition. Yes, I wasn't a big fan of that. Anyway, we both got cast as narrators. And I do mm. remember um, the, the PDG who was running it, um, who basically wanted to run musicals and in fact went off to open a dance school, didn't you? Run a dance school or something. Okay. Since, since closed, I believe. Oh, well. um, had some great ideas because we were twins. It would be fascinating to have kind of one of us appear something like in the Juliet balcony and then there'd be a flash of light and, or some smoke <laughs> or something and then everyone would appear elsewhere. Um, none of that happened. 
And as I recall, I said, but I want to do lights. And he said, well, I want to do the twin thing. <laughs> so yeah, that was that. Yeah, I mean, we've discussed elsewhere in this podcast that I may or may not have left in or out um, that we shouldn't slander our teachers. So I'm not going to say anything more about him. Um, but we, um, yeah, we narrated. We learned to learn slander is. <laughs> anyway. Um, or, or defame, shall I say. Okay. Um, we did, my, I believe my first one was, I like to wake up early and watch the morning news. Yeah, I think it was song lyrics from some song no one ever heard of. Yes. <laughs> it didn't have any bearing on the plot at all. No. No, so we weren't in any of the numbers, um, but we did get to narrate. And as you say, on the final, in fact, this penultimate night of three, I think, I was feeling pretty unwell, but I quite persevered. And then the final night, I was very, very unwell. And uh, you filled in for me. I did. I learned all your lines in one night. You did. Mrs. O'Hara and Mrs. Tupper were very nice about it. People that we were apparently not mentioning were not. (laughs) No, he wasn't very grateful, was he? Um, uh, Although, so I still don't really know what was wrong with you because at the time I was telling people it was suspected meningitis and looking back I feel like it can't have been suspected meningitis no, I, I mean I had, I had a very high temperature but I think I just you went to hospital didn't you I don't think so maybe I think you did maybe yeah, don't remember. maybe it was just but, mm, I don't know but yeah I was very it wasn't like I had a cold or something I was very unwell um, but it did mean I missed all the uh, the close ups because they filmed all oh, the close ups that night it. Yeah, they videoed it uh, and then I think spent about a year uh, editing it uh, before it came out again. Well, the rumour was that the footage was unusable because it was inappropriate, but I don't know if that was true. Yeah, I think that was made up. Because yeah. then, like, who filmed this other version of it? <laughs> so, yeah, looking just back. pieced together from, uh, from parents. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that was just a school rumour. Um, but yes, they they put lots of effects on it, which were not very good, let's be honest. And then, yeah, lots of... Um, so the actual show was basically lots of pop songs with people sort of flailing around with, uh, no, I don't really remember there being any dialogue, but perhaps there was. There was. Oh, the narrator. Yeah, but it was, yeah. It wasn't a bad time. I quite enjoyed that. Um, it didn't oh. fill me with a love of stage. I didn't love it, but it was all right. And there were two other narrators. There were. Jamie and Ed. And Ed and I were both editors of the Oxford Student Drama section at university. There you oh, go. Yeah, because yeah, I, I actually I really enjoy being on stage uh, in recent years. Not boast. <laughs> it might um, just be a this episode thing. <laughs> um, but uh, I can't, can't say the love of it was sparked in that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's better than the Threatening Opera. <laughs> That's true. Uh, to find out more about Threatening Opera, listen next time, I guess. Um, maybe, maybe. Uh, Simon, do you remember the time... Oh, that's really boring. Well, um, we, went up, uh, we went up Snowden. What's boring? The th- my anecdote. The previous no, one or this one? This one. Oh, okay. Um, I do. Well, which time, Colin? Uh, the time when we didn't bring any raincoats or anything and then it rained. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> and it was horrifying. <laughs> so we walked up Snowden with mum and dad when we were up 12, I guess. For a long time, indeed, on my wallet, I had a badge saying I walked up Snowden. Mm, 1,085 metres. I had a little badge saying that on my, uh, my wallet. And I remember thinking, well, it was basically a walk. It wasn't a climb. There were lots of reeds up Snowden. Uh, this one was fairly gentle. And I thought, we did it when we were 12. How hard can it be? I'll just go up in my wool blend coat. And we, we'd have been... What, and clothes this? underneath it. Uh, we'd been probably mid-20s at this point, maybe? Early to mid-20s? Yeah, mid, mid-ish, yeah. Um, and we were staying in a youth hostel nearby. It must have been... Yes, I was driving, so after 23. Okay. But, um, and you couldn't say before 27. So somewhere around mm. there. Uh, and... We just walked up, and I think as we started, it was dry. 
Um, yeah, yeah, dry. Yes. Yeah. Listener, it did not stay dry. <laughs> it poured with rain. We were complete. I, I do recall also that you would not walk at the same pace as me, so you were about, you know, 100 metres ahead well, of me. I see it more, as, more that you wouldn't walk the same pace as me, but. Um, <laughs> Because I was going I mean, I at a sens- sensible Snowden walking pace, and you were <laughs> lagging behind. I was like, well, you should always go with the slowest person. I would have done if you'd been faster. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I don't remember it pouring. I mean, it was definitely wet, but it was, kind it was of, just at first it was kind period. of a mi- wet mist, and then it got worse. But uh, yeah, that's probably, that's probably true. Because um, I, I do remember that I had to choose between not being able to see because my glasses were off, or not <laughs> being able to see because my glasses were covered in water. <laughs> yes, that was the choice. It was also quite cold. Yep, um, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> by the time we reached the top, which we did, thank you very much, hmm. I have seldom been colder or wetter as a combination. Um, sodden through, the inside of my coat was wet, leveling <laughs> the outside, and that was the best cup of tea I've ever had in my life, because nope. I never needed a cup of tea more If than you're uh, a friend of Simon's, you'll probably guess whether or not he had his wallet with him. On the <laughs> I don't remember. Did I? Uh, no, you did not. <laughs> no, no, I had to. I had to buy the uh, the, the tea. Oh, thank you. Uh, some nice person <laughs> took a photo of us that was complete. Like the lens was misted over, so you can't really see anything in that photo. It was. Yeah, I mean, I'm not a big fan of views, as as, as you know, but the, I think Snowden is marketed on its views. Um, we could not see more than a couple of meters from from recollection, which it has in common with the previous time we walked up Snowden yep. as well. Yep. So yep. really, really making the most of it, or the mist of it, if you will. Um, yeah, let's focus. <laughs> focus. I'll, make, I'll make a note of that. Mist <laughs> equals most. Here we go. Episode mist head. So I refused at this point to walk back down. Yep. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> I was really cross. Just with the situation, not with you particularly. Because mm. I, I guess the rain wasn't technically your fault. Um <laughs> And so I insisted we get the train down, which turned out not to be that great a decision for various reasons. One was it was just as cold as walking down. It was freezing, that train. The second, which we did know when we started, was that it was going to a different car park from the one Although, we we just took a point there was probably buses between them. And there is a very good bus around the Great Round Stone. Which we just missed when we got there. (laughs) Um, Also, the train... Is phenomenally expensive. <laughs> um, yes, again, I did not have my wallet, apparently. It's something, like, something like 16 quid or something to go down there. Yeah. But and it's a bit of a captive market when you're at the top of snow. Well, true. And refusing to walk down <laughs> any further. Yeah. I'd have walked for the road. <laughs> I don't know why I was so furious and or furiously against the idea of walking down, but I know that I've seldom felt anything more strong. <laughs> yeah. uh, we just missed the bus when we got down. This, I think, was your fault because you were hithering and dithering about looking at timetables and stuff. It's like, it could be that bus there. And it was. This is how I recall it. I, I don't remember that, but I'm sure you're, I'm sure you're I right. I think it stopped raining at this point because we did have some food sat on the bench outside. It was still freezing. Hithering and dithering. Is that a phrase? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, it wasn't our most successful venture. I, my, my recollection of is, is mum's response of buying us like Kendall mint cake. Well, she gave us like a pack for going up mountains for Christmas the next year, which yeah, I think I've been up a mountain since then. <laughs> so I have, I've eaten the Kendall mint cake. Then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, it was a fun holiday in general. I love the Lake District. I think I'd re- we, we had a lovely time. We went... The, the, um, the Lake District in which Snowden famously is. Is that what we're saying? Oh, wait a sec. <laughs> right, right. I'm thinking of a different holiday. We had a lovely time in Wales. I don't remember <laughs> anything else about that holiday. We went to Paris Castle that holiday then. Did we? Yes. Hmm. 
which is readers, listeners may recall, I think from a previous, do you remember? Has it been? With great powers comes great responsibility, son. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a TV show called The Last Tango in Halifax. Uh-huh. Someone's saying it should be called The Last Tango in Powers, which would have been a better title. That would have been a better title, but it wasn't set in Powers, was it? Oh. No, I think they would have changed the setting as well. Well, <laughs> you, you ain't going to get... I can't remember who the star of it is. Probably Sheridan Smith. And Reed. Like and Sheridan Reed. Smith and Reed plays Northern. She ain't going to play Welsh. Not for nobody. Okay. <laughs> I love Anne Reed. She's great. I don't know who she is. Um, <laughs> you may recall her being in the film The Mother with Daniel Craig. The Mother? Mm. Never heard of it. I thought you knew about films. Apparently not. Apparently not. Apparently not. Well, we're over an hour now, so we can call it a day. <laughs> Spring cleaning. Go do it. I mean, I, I did do it. Are you talking to our, talking to our listeners? Just the listeners. So I was, you know, bringing the theme back. Uh, let us know if you know us um, how you feel about cushions, how you feel about spring cleaning, how you feel about Snowden. Um, yeah, yeah. I also really want to know how to pronounce Gwen Rivera, possibly a rave rat, or possibly rave rat. So, anyone knows that, just get in touch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Pushing the win into, into twin. twin. <laughs> Bye.